our backgrounds, lift us above our interests, and teach us what it means to be citizens. It is true that America is a country uniquely rooted in ideas, with a universal message accessible to all people. It's also true that Americans are patriotic. But for much of the right, patriotism, love of country, itself has become identified with reverence for a specific body of ideas— including the classical liberal, individualist, and universalist Enlightenment ideals enshrined in America's founding documents. At its most expansive, this can include, and was read as including, a series of classical liberal economic prescriptions, certain foreign and domestic policy assumptions, and even originalist judicial philosophy. There's something to this. Lincoln, who revered the Declaration of Independence and used its principles to animate his political views, was a better patriot than Stephen Douglas or Robert E. Lee, even though in some sense all three loved their country. But expansive rhetoric and blurred categories can muddle thinking. The conservative movement, which reveres tradition, forgot that there were other traditions of how to view one's country and understand what binds us together. The idea that America has never had a sense of national folk identity is just plain false, and making political and policy judgments on that assumption was madness. The reappearance of naked nationalism has been a shock to those who spent decades maintaining that America's unique and unqualified achievement has been to synthesize love of country and universal democratic ideals. Jacksonians have consistently felt that some combination of ethnicity, where you were born, and, though Bush didn't mention it, faith, unite the American people, though not quite in the same way as, and generally much more expansively conceived than, the European blood and soil ideologies to which President Bush alluded. As a form of nationalism, Jacksonianism has had two saving graces— First, it's proven to be expandable in a way that no other folk nationalism in history has been. Although it was originally carried to America by the Scots-Irish who settled the frontier, the Jacksonian understanding of the folk group has expanded in time beyond its white Anglo-Saxon Protestant roots to include millions of immigrants from far-flung places, such as Irish Catholics and Eastern European Jews. If this process was rougher than is sometimes remembered, and if America has not yet achieved total reconciliation on racial matters, nevertheless, this record of assimilation is an immense and unprecedented achievement in the bloody annals of a fallen world. Second, Jacksonianism has usually embraced and supported American idealistic patriotism. It's an oversimplification to think of these as competing ideologies— one operates, mostly, at the level of feeling, and the other at the level of principle. Most Jacksonians would profess to be ardent patriots and lovers of America's founding principles, and most Americans have at least some Jacksonianism in them. The tension between the two is nonetheless real and tricky to manage for a conservative movement that is, as it's suddenly and rudely been reminded, a minority both in the country and within the Republican Party. Conservatives need Jacksonian votes to form a governing coalition. Yet from trade to immigration, foreign policy to fiscal policy, Jacksonian instincts are often incompatible with conservative prescriptions. There are lots of ways to deal with this friction. The least helpful is to pretend it doesn't exist. 
Exhibits A and B of this tendency are the proposed immigration bills in 2017 and 2013, which repeated in their essentials the failed 1986 Amnesty for Enforcement bargain. More broadly, party leaders failed to take the Jacksonian base's positions on economic policy into account or even acknowledge them rhetorically, and they failed also to respond to Jacksonian dissatisfaction with the Wilsonian aspects of the Iraq War. By the time 2016 rolled around, the Republicans, including much of their supposed anti-establishment wing, were acting as though Jacksonianism didn't exist. Meanwhile, Structural shifts in the economy, from globalization to automation, have been breaking down traditional sources of blue-collar and clerical employment, even as 50 years of mass immigration, a large chunk of it not sanctioned by law, have altered the nature of the American folk group. The latter has weakened social cohesion, and the former not only grates on Jacksonians' sense of economic security, but undermines their very identity as industrial workers and providers. Meanwhile, the perception that the...